Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're having a good Friday, starting your day off right. Welcome back to the Break the Cycle of DSD show. I'm your host, Dwayne. First thing I always like to jump into is remind everybody, I am not a therapist or an attorney. I'm an individual, individual much like you. Got through a traumatic experience, developed some tips and techniques that I used in my own life that I share with you to help you get your life back, minimize the effects of a toxic, toxic ex, and hopefully if you have kids, repair the damage that's happened via parental alienation. The other thing is, is if uh, you're going around throwing around terms like n- narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, cluster B, remem- remember that only a clinician in a clinical environment can render a diagnosis. So be careful because you don't want to get into a situation where people are saying, where did you get that diagnosis? How do you know that your ex has a diagnosed condition? Just, to, just hurts your credibility and it's not not worth it. If you like what I got going on here and you want to support the channel, you can become a channel member over on YouTube. Just surf on over to youtube.com slash dad's fighting divorce. Look for the links for join to be a member. At the end of the show, I do a scrolling list of all the level two and higher members. Really appreciate your support. I say that because some people want to want, don't want their name are baked in and stuff like that. That's what's going on there. The You Get to Be You podcast series is still going on. Today's guest on that series is Dr. Gary Saylor, who is a transformational relationship mentor who helps clients rewrite the rules for love in their brains. And Rachel Grant, who's a sexual abuse recovery coach who uh, is working to help people get out of that. So that should be interesting. Still don't know whenever I'm going to, uh, when my segment's going to happen. If you want to sign up for that, you can do that over at yougettobeyou.com slash Dwayne. So the phone lines are open. one 373 dsd live Speaking of phone numbers, uh, for the people who get the text notification that should have went out, um, shoot, did it actually go out today? I had it scheduled. I wonder if I picked the wrong day. Wow. You know what? It looks like it didn't go out. Hmm. Well, that's annoying. Um, but I switched providers to a provider that actually offers a little bit more services and a little, well, about the same amount of money, but actually would ultimately cost me less, less. And the way you can get on that is text DSD to three or eight, three, three, nine, zero, zero, two, zero, zero, five. 833-900-2005, and it'll put you on the list to get the text notifications. However, like I said, it appears as though that did not happen today, which is weird because I set that up. Unless unless I set it up wrong and everyone's going to get their text at, at 6 p.m. <laughs> instead of 6 a.m. Dang it. Amateur mistake, probably. If I can just take a quick peek at that. Anyways. But the, but the phone lines are open <laughs> if you want to dial into the show. Again, one four two four three seven three five four eight three. If you are outside of the United States, you can use the phone services uh, 
web interface so that you do not have to do international dialing. So, you know, I, I've been doing this thing, and I, I'll get a little off topic for a moment, where um, I, you, okay, when you're over 10,000, which I'm almost at 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, uh, when you get over 10,000, you can apply to be a part of YouTube spaces. And, and what that is, is it's a location. There's different locations around the world. There's one in New York, one in LA. Uh, I think there's one in Asia or not yet, Japan, Germany. Anyways, they're, they're all over the place. And they do, uh, they do workshops. And uh, when you're over 10,000, you can actually book one of their studio, little studios. At 10,000, you're limited on what you can get. If you're over 100,000, you can actually do bigger productions completely free to well it's free to use except you have to have insurance but whatever but bottom line bottom line is you get a professional production space that you don't have to pay for um, the only thing you do have to do is you have to uh, uh, they have to approve your concept and they they have to review your content your video before it publishes so that way they you know whatever so there's a couple little hoops you have to jump through but it's a neat neat thing but the other thing they do is workshops so but because of the pandemic, they've been doing, they have been doing a virtual ones, shorter, like one hour. I've taken one on podcast fundamentals, uh, how to, how to have your set look good. Speaking of that, I did that wrong today. And, you know, I mean, it's been kind of interesting, but it's like, I've been, it's, it's, uh, it's been neat to interact with people, get some different ideas, do some sanity checks on some things and, talk about uh you know how to how to do things better here hold on i'm trying to adjust there we go there we go now things are looking right <laughs> there we go all right I, I had my stuff set up wrong anyways I'll make sure my phone's still on so it looks like we got a couple people in Today, so hopefully we have a good conversation. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, how you can do things with your kids to help whenever you don't have a lot of resources. This kind of came up a little bit yesterday. I'm a, I'm a little reluctant to. Con- I don't like to constantly have it the the uh, the content be about you know doing stuff with your kids because I know there's a lot of people out there who would just die for an opportunity to, to have even a little bit of access with their children. And I know these topics can be a little bit uh, hard for those folks because it's just, you know, they're not in that situation or maybe they're not in that situation yet. A lot of times in the early parts of this, whenever you're having the difficulties with, um, uh, that access in the beginning, as long as you, if you can play your cards right, most of the time it'll get sorted out. But the the problem is, is it takes a long time. I mean, I've known people who have had to do that or had to play that game for a, a year to where they finally get a judge to say, okay, this is ridiculous. We're done with that. So, Anyways, I just want to throw that out there. But but one of the things that comes up or one of the problems that, that people typically have in that situation is how do you 
do anything meaningful. Like even yesterday, when we were talking about being a Disneyland dad. How do you do anything meaningful when you have zero resources? Whenever you've been, you've been crushed through the machine, you're paying out all your money and you're just basically treading water trying to survive. I think all of us end up in that situation in the beginning because that's just the way the system works. I know that was the case for me. I mean, when, when the temporary orders hit, it was just like, holy hell. I mean, I was looking at, looking at my finances going, had I not, you know, had we not liquidated the 401k to try to pay bills off and it still couldn't pay all of them off, I would have went bankrupt. There was no way. I mean, it's like, I think a lot, most of the time people enter that situation to where, you know, you're, you're almost living paycheck to paycheck, even if you make a lot of money, you know, just trying to keep everything going. And typically you have a person who's just spending uncontrollably too. And as a result of that, whenever you start this whole process, you don't have anything, but here's the thing. Here's the thing to remember on this. Time and attention trumps money most of the time. I mean, if, you're, if your kids are materialistic little brats, then <laughs> maybe not. But what I've seen time and time again from people is just being able to give them your attention does so much more. Like, for instance, when I first moved into this place, I had basically nothing. And I, so the only thing, I mean, it's like, I didn't even have a TV. You know, it's not like I could sit down and like, okay, guys, go do something else. I'm watching a movie. Literally, we're all just staring at each other. And we made the most of it and had a lot of, a lot of fun. And, you know, and, and, I, and I think in some, in some ways that created more problems because in the beginning, the ex was like, oh, sure, you can see the kids, not a problem. The kids come over here, and since they, the first time they went back, I mean, they, it was great. They were excited. Everybody was doing okay. I mean, we're kind of making the best of a crappy situation. They go back over to their moms, and they don't say that it was horrible, and you know, we were eating on the floor or whatever. They were, oh, it was great. We're having fun and everything, and all hell broke loose. It's like everything ramped up. It just got, you know, that shortly after that, that's whenever, you know, it's like, well, you're seeing the kids too much, you know, it's killing them to see you and, and, you know, all those stupid little games. Now, what I want to, what I want to pause on for a moment and discuss, don't start making decisions saying, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to like over, overextend my, not overextend myself, but I'm not going to have a good time with the kids because I don't want to, I'm worried about what the ex is going to do. And is the out not the outcome from it, but the consequence for it? Here's the deal: no matter what you do, it's not going to be right. They if you come if the kids come over and they come back and they're and they're like, "Well, this sucked," then you're still going to get beat on it. So you you have to do what's right for you, which what feels good for you, and. When those consequences come, whenever they flip out or, or whatever, just understand that it doesn't matter, right? Because you, I, the reason I say that is because so often you can get into this mode to where you start second guessing yourself and you're like, oh, if I didn't do this, then, you know, maybe it wouldn't happen. Now, 
let me let me clarify this for a moment. Don't necessarily go out of your way to try to put on this show that your life is so awesome just because you're trying to rub it in the ex's face, right? That's that's counterproductive. And that that will just amplify their attack, so to speak, to uh, to try to level that playing field, to try to bring you down a couple of notches. We'll get more into that later in the second half of the show today. But back on, on this topic, find things that you can do with the kids to do to give them your time and attention. One of the, this was a really weird thing that when the, and early on the kids were going to the, to, to therapy, like really early on, they were going to a really crappy therapist. And fortunately we got to stop that. I mean, this super genius in the middle of a contentious, high conflict divorce, wanted the kids to write notes about everything that's going on. And I know what they were, he was thinking. He's like, Oh, well, if you guys hear that the kids are, you know, really having a hard time with this and, um, you know, you'll, you, you guys will snap out of it and stop being asses. And maybe what it was, it could have been that the guy was convinced, got, you know, like the, the normal story, like even Chris Godinez, when we were talking the other day, was talking about how uh, a th- an, un, a, uh, an unskilled therapist will not see this, will side with the abuser, and then you know, join in on the attack with the abusive ex. During the course of all that, I, my my youngest kid at one point came over, and and it's like you know, so so daddy, are, when are we going to do our fifteen minutes? I'm like fifteen minutes. What are you talking about? I think it was fifteen minutes. It might have been ten. I don't remember what it was. So you know, but it was a, it was a fixed amount of time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh well, we're you know we're um we're supposed to do this thing where for fifteen minutes, you guys you know parent you know you guys are you um play with me and, and do whatever I want to do. And I was thinking to myself, Oh God, I don't want to deal with this is what I'm thinking in my head. But I'm like, you know what? I can fit. I'm like 15 minutes, you know, like literally like set a timer and, and we just, you know, Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, what do you, you know, what do you guys, you know, what do your own, you and your mom do? We watch movies. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm like, all right. All right. You know, so she'd come around. I mean, she was, she'd bounce around and she'd be like, you know, I want my 15 minutes. And I'd, I'd grab my phone and said, okay, hit the, you know, put in the timer, hit the button and whatever she wanted to do, you know, sometimes she's like, okay, I'm going to be a dog. I'm your dog. You know, I mean, you know how six year olds are, right? I mean, maybe she was, you know, it was early on. So it's like six. So, you know, so she's, I mean, just whatever, whatever she wanted to do. And I, and it was one of those things where I'm like, I mean, cause it's tough, right? Cause you, you, you know, kids don't really have a big concept of time. So they want, you know, typically they'd be like, oh, let's play. And they want to play for seven hours. Right. And you can't really do that. But having a situation where it's like, okay, for 15 minutes, you have my undivided attention, whatever you want to do. If you, if you want to watch a TV show and cuddle, we can do that. If you want to, uh, uh, play doggy. We can do that. If you want to play a board game or something, you know, whatever it is. And I would, at sometimes, you know, it's like whenever, you know, let's play, you know, the game of life, you know, you know, one of those games that takes like five hours. I'm like, no, but, um, it was, it was a thing that we were able to do to, um, and I mean, it's actually kind of genius, right? Because it, 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 it forced me to stop everything and it gave it a time limit. It gave, it gave me a thing to say, okay, you know what? For 15 minutes, 
I can stop everything and just focus on you or on the, on, on the child. And it worked great. And I mean, the other ones did it a little bit and then they kind of aged out of it and they didn't want to do it. But, but my youngest, we did that for quite a while. And we'd set the timer and we'd play. And, uh, and when the timer was off, it's like, okay, you know, and like, yay. And you know, she would go off and she was happy. And it, it was, it was an interesting way to do that. And, And think about it. It's just time. And if you have younger kids with the crazy imagination, more than, I mean, they can, you know how kids are, you could have two spoons and you could turn them into cars and, and, you know, race them around a thing. I mean, it's, there's, there's so many different things that, that you can do. Again, it's the time and attention. It's that eye contact with your kid, with them knowing that my parent or my dad or my mom sees me, they're listening to me, you know, we're having this conversation and we're doing this activity and the fact that they're able to kind of drive what that is. Super idea. As the kids got older and, and the, and the 15 minute thing, (laughs) uh, stopped or ceased to be, so to speak, uh, we'd started doing other things, you know, we would do, uh, for a while there, we were doing this, this creative day thing where we would, all of us would sit down, not necessarily together. We'd venture off into our different corners and we would write a story and we'd set a time limit. It's like, so, okay, we can write a story. Either we would do a thing where it was like, okay, so, and this was a mistake at the beginning. It's like, all right, well, you know, for, for the day we'll do this. And then at seven o'clock after dinner, we'll sit down and we'll read everyone's story. Um, I think it was better when it was a little bit shorter time frame, and, and we would do that. Everyone would sit down and then, I mean, actually a couple of times, this is when I was doing, started doing some of the podcast stuff, you know, we'd sit down and record it. I mean, I have recordings of it and it was, uh, it was really, it was really cool. Right. And, but the underlying theme, the, 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 the big ticket item on it is being present for them. Now, I, again, I get that anybody who doesn't even have that opportunity right now, this can be like, okay, I'm out. I don't want to listen to this today because it's too too traumatic. And I would encourage you if that's the case and you're, you know, there's, you're in the early in the process, just keep this in the back of your mind because when you start seeing them, even if it's a short amount of time, all these things will really help, will, will really make a difference. And in my mind, in my experience... And in coaching other people, the best defense on parental alienation is maintaining a good connection and good communication with your child. And it's that, that part's super tough. So that is my, my rant on, on how you can do things with your kids. Keep, keep a connection going when you're financially ruined and you feel like you can't do anything. And the last little comment I just want to say before I move off this is do not get stuck in the mode of comparing yourself to whatever the ex is doing. And it's hard, right? I mean, if they have all the money or, you know, you let's say you're financially ruined and they have a job and, and so now they're, you know, they're, they're living on even more money and you, you hear from your kids about how great it is and how, you know, oh, I got the new video game, or we went out to the movie. Well, we can't go on the movies. And new- well, maybe they're starting to open that up now. But I mean, you know, uh, they bought all the new movies, and they're they're constantly doing things. And you're thinking, oh, I wish I could do that. I, one of the things I I used to try to do is I would rent a movie, or I wouldn't rent it. I would like you know, because one one later, whenever I did get a, finally get a TV and finally had a 
the ability to watch movies or stream them, I'd be like, hey, you know, oh, hey, this movie came out and, uh, you know, the, the movie's available for rent today. You know, hey, you guys want to watch it? Oh, you know, we already watched that, you know. It's like because mom, the ex had this really cool habit of buying every movie. I mean, we had like a blockbuster video in our house. It was really frustrating. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people like to collect those. I, it just starts to become overwhelming. I kind of like the whole, you know, Apple TV type thing to where it's just a, a little bitty box has a thousand movies and you don't have to store them anywhere. Now when your internet goes out, that's a problem. But anyways, the phone lines are open. If anybody wants to call in and share their experience on what they've been able to do to maintain that bond, that they think would be helpful for other people, call in, call in and share that. one four two four three seven three five four eight three, 373 5483 or 144 DSD Live. So I see, whoa, the chat's kind of moving around a little bit more than, than I've seen in the past. <laughs> Carrie says, my husband has, has a huge DVD collection. Yeah, we, used to, we used to have it. I only have a couple. I only have a couple. Actually, for the longest time, I didn't even have a blu-ray or a dvd or blu-ray player the only reason i have one now is because i have an xbox uh x what xbox one so i think that plays movies i do most everything online now though i don't know about you guys i mean i don't i i got rid of my direct tv um i because i wasn't really watching it it was like a waste of money and i needed to cut cut costs and uh, I do everything. I you know most of the time I'm on YouTube, and then I'll watch some stuff on Prime, Netflix, or uh, just you know rent that rent it off of. Uh, I'm a I drank the Apple Kool Aid, so I'm totally in the Apple ecosystem. So I have one of those Apple TVs. So, but anyways, I Tumblers said. Uh, DST, did any books help you through this? Any recommendations? Why? And I do. Okay, cool. I have a couple callers here coming in. Why? Yes, I do. Uh, let me over on my website. Let me click this button here. And under the resources tab, I list some books that really helped me in the beginning stages of it. Now, now, granted, I understand. Keep in mind, guys, this was nine years ago, so there's even more. Now, The Alchemist has nothing to do with this. For me, The Alchemist. I let me let me just pause for a moment. I don't necessarily like to sit down and read books. I've always had a hard time with it. I read that book twice. And it, the, the story of it was, was, was just, it, it, it was very, I don't know, I, I, it hit me in a, in a much different way. And it kind of changed the way I think about life. And I read that before the divorce, which might be kind of how the relationship started degrading because... I started standing up for myself. I started not to be so, uh, you know, hard. I don't know. I, my, my view, my view on life started to change, but on with this stuff, divorce poison by, uh, Dr. Warshak, which I need to try to get him on. I wonder if he might do that. I tried once before good book talking about, about this, this stuff. Again, it's an older book, so there might be others that are better, but that's what helped me. This rebuilding when your relationship ends by Bruce Fisher was, that was another pivotal, it's not necessarily a book, it's more like a workbook type thing, 
it's well, what I mean is, is it, it talks about a section and then it gives you things that you're supposed to do and questions you're supposed to answer to kind of help gauge your progress. But that book was very, uh, fundamental in helping me kind of like rebaseline my life and look at things. And yeah, that was, those are the main ones. Obviously the hypnosis downloads things, um, that really was helpful. And this collab, this happened after I, I, uh, was doing this channel with Paul Colleoni, uh, from the overwhelmed brain where he was working on a thing. So it's like, well, how do you identify toxic people? So we had some conversations and I think some of the audio that I did with him, he's a podcaster was incorporated into that. And it was basically the mean workbook is to find out, you know, are you dealing with a manipulative, emotionally abusive person? And the way he did it is like, you know, a long list of questions and, and, and a process to go through to kind of like gauge you like, look, if you're, if you're saying yes to all these different things, it's a huge problem. So, I mean, he, he does it as a business, so it's a, a purchase product and actually I still get part, you know, commissions and are what commissions kickback. I don't know what you would say, but for being on it, if anybody actually goes through and buys that through, um, through that link, then I get credit for it type thing. So it's full disclosure on that. But, but yeah, that, that was, I mean, the main two things during it were these two books, right? These two books right here, divorce, poison and rebuilding, um, your relationship or rebuilding when your relationship ends. And, and just so you know, all these are affiliate links. Um, if you if you follow links for the books and you go to Am- uh, Amazon, I think I might get like two <laughs> two cent, cents or something. So, uh, but just full disclosure. All right, let me get back over here. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, let me. Okay, I'm going to try to grab that. All right, let me grab this one. Hello and welcome to the show. Are you there? Test one, two. Oh, darn the luck. Hey, Dwayne. Oh, man, I uh, my finger was, was hovering the drop button. All right, <laughs> you are on. How's it going? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Very What's good, very good. Thanks. What's up? I am. I'm. I'm tech more. I've been following you for a long time, man. Love your. Love your content. Oh, hey! Thanks for the support and everything. I, I know. I see you around in the comments. Thanks for calling in. How are things going? What's yeah, up? I try 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 to jump in every so often. Oh, it's good. It's good. So I uh, like. So I've been following you for a long time. I mean, I have a comment on school. I had an interesting comment in school. Of course, I can comment on the things to do with kids. Okay. Um, that are free or, or or whatnot. But what I did is down here in the southeast where I live, a lot of hiking. So we got a lot of. A lot of places to explore. There's a lot of free hiking places, uh, waterfalls, things like that, Appalachian Mountains, stuff like that. And then swimming. Taught my daughter how to swim really early on, um, things like that. So that's just some some other ideas. Um, no, that's a great idea. You know, you know I mean, I didn't. I mean, yeah. I didn't think about it back in the. Well, actually, I didn't have the gas to go anywhere. But, but yeah, I mean, if you have stuff that's close <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. I think the key though is just make sure that that you're you're kind of like making that eye contact with them and and really present for him right i mean that that is really the key Correct. and and Correct. you're and you're right you can do simple stuff you can do really simple inex- yeah. inexpensive things you know and it'll it'll mean i mean you may not get the oil oh, the the huge like oh wow so thank you know like when you give them a gift or something but it almost means not almost it does mean more it like has a deeper connection no it's a good idea thanks for yeah, sharing correct. that 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like I said early on, just started doing, it, especially when she was the daughter was a baby. Yeah, we just she just liked to be outside. And we, oh, nice. You know, my condo has a pool, so we did that. Yeah, and we eventually went to the Y and moved to the Y. So it just you know made it made it, made it that way that you know we're going to be outside. We're going to be active. You know, so awesome. Um, no, yeah, good that idea. Kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so it's funny, Erie. In regards to school, um, the school discussion yesterday actually. I had a, a Zoom hearing, and it was over education. We both have 50-50, okay. right, physical, and I, I got the whole high-conflict X and, you know, all that. You know, she's been – I've had her diagnosed early on. Nice. So, I, you know, I have all the other stuff. But, yeah, it's good, but it, it really didn't matter. So, basically, we had a school decision. I live in a really good school district, public school. Our daughter went to Montessori for three and a half years, so the time is now to, to move with the whole COVID thing. Mom teaches at a faraway school. In a, you know, bad school district, you know, just based right, on yeah. data. I'm an IT guy, so data, right? Data yeah. and facts. <laughs> so anyway. How dare you? How dare favorite. you use data? What are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking, sir? <laughs> I, know, I was like, <laughs> I go, here's the analytics. I mean, here's the data. Here's the, here's the report from the governor's uh, blah, 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 blah. And anyway, you know, there was, there was the bias was extreme. But it, it was my same attorney I've had for years who got me 50-50. And it was, you know, all four of us on the screen there. And she denied it. And left it to my ex, and you know, and basically the ruling was, um, it's just mind numbing. The ruling was, uh, so the school is like 20 miles away from her, and about 27 miles away from me. The, my school would be 10 miles away from my ex, and it's like two miles away from me. So anyway, she made this whole thing. Well, I'm going to be isolated, right? My 50 percent of the time. So I mean, the ruling was essentially the judge said the mom would be isolated. I can't rule in the father's favor. <laughs> I was like, what the heck, man? Can you, just, can you appeal you know, that? Can, yeah. Can you appeal that? Is, have you talked to your attorney? To, is there, is there a, uh, a law that, that, that he, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, possibly there's also, I don't know if I should say, there's also a racial element, um, to this. You know, I'm obviously white. My ex is African-American. And so my attorney's kind of like, yeah, because I brought that up afterwards. He's like, there's a, the times are bad for all this, right? Because it yeah. weighs heavily in certain favors, and especially when you when you throw the gender stuff in there that we all know about um, gender bias. So, I think what I'm going to do is just kind of go forth with it. Um, it's online anyway at, it, until it moves to to you know right right in person. whatever school is going to be like, but you know in person. So, but I don't know. I don't know if I should spend the time to do it. I can make it work. I mean, I can make it work. You know, it, it is kind of annoying because it's just. You know, it's he, factual, right? He, One school is better. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, honest, and I, I anyway. hear you, man. I, I had my my ex tried to do something. I mean, the school before our marriage fell apart, we moved the kids to a school that uh, was outside of our town, but like right next to where I work. It's kind of well, I work on a military base, so you know, it, they have a school. Right. It's not a Dodd school, DOD school, but it's as close as you can get in the United States because we're so isolated out here. But anyways, the schools rated oh, right, right. The, the schools rated better than all the other schools, especially in our town. Our town they're like rated really bad, right? And everything was great until the divorce happened and it was like, well, it's a pain for her to drive drive the you know, the 20 minutes on it and I mean, literally when she moved, the the bus stop was at her, was in front of her house. And fortunately everything was already set, so we didn't have any hearings on it, so the kids ended up staying where they were, but oh dear god, I got beat on that. I I got the comments that I want to go to school where I live. I want to be around people I can play with. Um, you know, this cool is yeah, closer. Yeah. You're mean, you know, and I'm just thinking, and I know, and it's kind of like what you're thinking. 
it's like, come on, it's a better school. You know, the best thing, everything we well, can do to give our kids a leg up, we should do. But these people don't care. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, they don't care. And see, this neighborhood that I've lived in, this, I've been in this neighborhood since five, well before, you know, daughter was born in 13, right? So a long time ago, I've been in this neighborhood. Ruth's here. She knows everybody in this neighborhood. A lot of her friends go to that school. We've done this 50-50 for a while. But yeah, your thoughts on appeal, since you kind of went through this, and I may just do, I may start doing a little bit of coaching stuff with you, because this is the only thing I really have. And I don't think it's worth the appeal. I think it's, no. the judge was pretty much, it's all about the mom. So yeah. it rocks. And, and, and here, here's the thing, and I'm, and I'm glad yeah. you brought it back because I, I kind of diverted on a different topic. But what I did want to say is this. If you, can, if you feel like you can make something work and you're okay and it's not negatively affecting your relationship with your child, you really have to decide, is it really worth, you know, basically going nuclear to try to, to try to fix it? Hey, maybe the answer is yes. Right. Some people might be, you know, no, I grew up in a bad school. I know what happens. Uh, you know, every, you know, everyone I went to school with, you know, with is either dead or in prison and and two people made it out, you know? Um, and I, and I see if you you had that personal experience and, and it, it means that much to you, then by all means fight it. But like with what you're saying, you're, you're looking at it going, yeah, you know what? I'm not I thrilled didn't. with it, but I'm not yeah, that worried about it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can, I can make it work with like maybe some help with, with, with pickup, but no, I did. I grew up in a public school system, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't in a, in a rough place. Now my ex did say this and I, I wasn't aware of this. Cause I just don't know anything about the school. So she's like, well, our daughter, she'll be, she'll fast track because she was a Montessori. She's probably at a second grade level now, but they, they said, We'll just we'll just fast track her through a tag program or our honors program. Tag is like some kind of talented, gifted, or whatever. I was like, right. all right, well, whatever, you know. But you know, and, and my dad's a lawyer too, and in another state, he's like, ah, he goes, I'd roll with it, and then she starts suffering. Put it back on the mom and go back to court, you know. So uh, you know, at the school, but I may just roll with it versus like appealing because I think the appeal is going to be like, what are you doing, you know? Um, but whatever. <laughs> so how did it work with you, you, you then, Dwayne? With um, with, in, with that situation, since they were already in school, I basically was like, you're not switching schools. We're going to war if we do it. And, and to be honest, it wasn't the ex who was saying it. She was weaponizing the kids. So see, you know, it's really tough, right? I mean, a lot of things are, are a balancing act. You know, I mean, I'll say, be careful what you say, but some, I mean, everyone is ultimately going to have to take their situation and in real time, make those tactical decisions on what's the best, worst decision you can make, right? Now, keep in mind when I was having these conversations, I didn't understand narcissism. I didn't really understand what I was dealing with. I knew that the ex was trying to basically get do everything in their power and her power to get me basically erased and removed, right? So that was, which is, which is true. I mean, looking at it now, I mean, I was spot on with what was going on. I just didn't understand the fundamental cause about it. But... But what I did is what, well, let me just finish this. What I ended up doing is when the kids, you know, like when the kid says, I want to go to school, whatever. I'm like, no, we're not switching schools. That school sucks. This school is better. And I mean, it, it was a thing where it took, I mean, years dealing with that. Basically what I did is I was just firm. It was a, it was a line that I basically put in the sand that said, you know, I'm launching all the nukes. If you, if you push this button, we are going to war. I mean, it was kind of a bluff on my okay. part because I was financially ruined and I didn't have the resources for it, but nobody knew it, right? 
So I just made a point to the, to right. the kids when the kids Smart. would come in. I mean, I had one. So first it was like, I want to go to school where I'm, where I'm friends. Then it was, I, why can't I just go to school? It's right here. It's, you know, that's why I'm not, you know, in the road all the time, you know, and I could be whatever, you know, I mean, just excuses. Then I had my middle daughter who's in university now. My middle daughter's like, I want to be homeschooled. I remember I took her over to her mom's one day. And we, and we, for the wow. longest time, we were only a mile apart. So she's like, oh, I forgot something at mommy's. Can we go get it? I'm like, yeah, sure. Now keep in mind back in the time, this was also the time where, um, their mom would not, not, I mean, if they needed something, their mom wouldn't do it. Right. I mean, so it was like, you know, Hey, can, uh, mommy wow. won't bring this over. Can you take me over? I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So we zip over there. I'm sitting in the car for a really long time. She finally comes out. My daughter comes out. She's all skipping around and and she jumps into the car and she's like, you know, mommy respects my decision. I'm like, huh? Okay. That's, that's weird. Good to see you back in the car too. You know, after 15, 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, what do you mean, honey? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what, what are you talking about? You know, I want to be homeschooled and I freaking nearly lost my mind. I'm like, I, I, I had an initial, I don't really have, you know, my gosh, man. Wow. So no, it's, and, and, and it's constant, right? Now the thing is, is had had she initially won and they were already going to that school or, you know, what whatever. I mean, technically, if she probably would have fought it, the way she could have won that potentially, with the only caveat being maybe the judge would have said, "Your your town you live in sucks, and why wouldn't you want your kid?" You know, there maybe maybe if there was some affiliation where the person was like, "Yeah, that's a better school," maybe he would have sided with me. But all she would have had to have said is this is a really tough time for, for everybody. And, and the kids just need to be around their friends and, and be in a place they're comfortable. And I would, you know, yeah, well, and you, yeah, you say that and, and it's a best interest case and yeah. Okay. All right. This sucks. Public schools are, you know, they're not horrible, you know, and it's, you know, everyone in your town goes there. So, um, sure. You know, but she didn't thank God. Luckily by that, by that point. Yeah, that, very, very similar stories. I need to definitely do a public coaching call. But yeah, I mean, I have, so I have a, like the, with me for stress, I, you know, I have, a, I have a diagnosis. She's got severe personality disorder. There's some other, there's other things. It's like a 68 page report that we had done way back in 2014 when I first went to court. So it's great to have that. However, a lot of these judges don't even care. So I know what I'm dealing with long term. A lot of the stuff you brought up, I've seen it, heard it over and over, like, right. well, said, blah, 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 you know. But the whole school thing to me, it's like a distance thing, and it was like a better factor thing. But I think I'm gonna roll with it for a while. I don't think it's worth to to, to hunker down right. um, and kind of see how it goes because it's all virtual anyway. So, yeah, yeah. And, no, I mean, and I might call you offline, yeah, you know, and all sure. that stuff in the future. You know? Awesome. Yeah, I'd love get to some do advice because I just don't think I don't think appealing is gonna. They're gonna be like, you were just here, Todd. What do you, you know? T- sorry, no, that's not my name. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you mean? You mean? Did I say? I, yeah. Dang it! Sorry, I don't have a, I don't have a beep button. <laughs> Dang it! No, I know it's all good. But anyway, man, it's, it's great talking to you. Oh, the other thing I was gonna say too. Nothing really matters. This is your show, your content. I've seen in the past where you've done a content that you know people, people like us or others like us that you know. We wish we wish our, our exes with like self-employed can't yeah. stand them. Just just trying to navigate. Like I love the tips and tricks, navigating the extracurricular, the school, this kind of stuff. And then you got the other stuff is like I pine and miss my ex. I mean, I obviously that doesn't that doesn't float with me. But you got to do what you got to do. So I was like, I love the I love your tips and tricks thing because it <laughs> literally it's been spot on since I found your channel in sixteen. Potter's almost seven. It has hit home, hundred awesome. percent with that side of the that side of your content. 
Well, so. let me let me ask you. Yeah, I, well, let me ask you this. I mean, I, I pretty. I mean, you've already said it, but but it made a big difference, doesn't it? It's like it's not even that it's very complicated or sophisticated tips and tricks. It's all very like common sense. But once someone points it out to you and then you start to implement it, you start to see results pretty fast, right? Well, dude, it, it, it's huge. You're the only one that I know outside. You know, the proper person is awesome. Of course, Eric's a, I know Eric, he's a friend of mine here in, uh, in GA who's doing a dad talk today, but it's different stuff. And then of course, Mark's a friend of mine who's doing AFASP. So there's only so many hours in the day and we all got lives and oh, know, yeah, single yeah, dads, yeah. businesses, single moms, et cetera. But the thing is, is like, you know, you got one group trying to change stuff. I don't have any political background, nor do I have any time. I'm a business guy. Right. Yeah. And then there's other people that are fighting the system or, self-representation. I don't have it, you know, I'd rather pay attorney. So then there's you. And I just want, because our time is so short with our kids, yeah. you know, soon a daughter will be 14 here, you know? So, I mean, it's so fast. I've been fortunate to be in her life since the day she was born with this whole 50, 50 thing. And it's very fortunate, you know? So it's almost like I gravitated towards you because it's like, Oh, this is somebody speaking. Like can't stand her. I got to deal with her. Never wanted her ever, but I have to try to make this work and have our child. And she's thriving. She's happy. She's, you know, doing great, our daughter. So it's just trying to, it's like almost like a sentence, like you said yesterday. <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah. like a sentence to like make it out till you're 18. I mean, yesterday I said, freedom, you know, from <laughs> you know, at, at the end of. Oh, uh, that's right. That was, I love that. That was funny. <laughs> freedom. You know, so anyway, but um yeah. yeah. So that's what I gravitate to because I don't have time to change the system. I don't have any connections in the political arena. I don't want to self-represent you is who I gravitate to. So like I said, keep producing that kind of content. No, thanks, know, man. I appreciate it. It helps people like me and awesome. yeah, many other people. Yeah, so thanks, awesome. thanks for the feedback. Yeah. And like I said, I might start doing some coaching calls with you for sure. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Thanks again, cool. man. Thanks, Dwayne. So, I just want to uh, you know, uh, see, let me see if I can pull this up on the screen. C says, uh, it's not common sense for everyone. Guys, just, just, just for me to, be, me to be clear, it wasn't common sense for me. All of this stuff was so freaking hard to figure out. And, and initially when I was trying to do this, I didn't have anybody who was coaching me on it or, or even mentoring me on this. I was just flying blind trying to figure out what happened. I mean, not what happened, but what I could do. I, you know, oftentimes I'll mention where I work, we work at a, a flight test area. So we're, we're testing aircraft and we have a, a, a methodology that we are, that they talk about. It's like fly, fix, fly. You fly the plane to test something, something doesn't work. You take it back, you fix it, you modify it. You, you know, you either completely switch it out or you just try to, to do, you know, it's like, okay, well that didn't work. What if we do this, fly it again and do it. Right. So I got to have that. I kind of I grew up in that mentality, but mentality, but my professional life, a lot of time has been in that mentality. So that's kind of the approach I did this with It's like, or I tried something I'm like, okay, that's not working. Let me try something different. So I had to go through all these different iterations and, and, you know, crash and burn multiple times to get to the point where I'm like, oh, wow, this is working. Why is this working? And then try to tweak it and then try to analyze it a little bit and say, okay, you know, so I'm doing this and getting this type of results, but when I mess up, I get this type of results and just start start creating a methodology to deal with that. So C is absolutely correct. This is not common sense for everyone. And it you know, that's why I put this out out here and why I keep making videos on it, because once you start to get that connection point and you start to see see some different ideas like what what the last caller was talking about. It, 
it uh, makes you know you start to see you start to see improvement and make difference. I just looked at the clock and I can't believe it's six forty four already. Holy crap! This time is flying by today. So the other thing I just want to mention is like he was talking about the other content and, and he's right. I mean, there's some videos and I don't do it as much as I used to, but it's like certain videos resonate with people and, and great create. It's almost like an advertisement, right? You do something which draws more people in and you know, then you can hopefully get them to the other content. But to be honest, like some of this stuff I don't like doing. I saw somebody um, post the other day, you know, the, you know, four way, it was like, whatever. It's like, I don't, I'm, I'm just using this as an example, but you know, like the four ways to get back at your ex or, you know, to make them mad or whatever. And I'm like, Oh God. I mean, I know why they're making the content and you know, you, you got to crawl before you walk. Right. I mean, most people, they have to go through a process. They can't just get to the end without you know, like going through it. Right. I mean, so that's why there's a lot of back catalog that covers that as well. But, but it's, it's something that I don't, generally like to focus too much time on because it's just not not uh not the same all right uh i mean technically the phone line's open but we're running out of time so if somebody wants to squeeze in and share something else you can do that at one four two four three seven three five four eight three one four two four dsd live but hey we got one caller as long as i get one a show i've only had i've done you know what i've done like oh no this would be the fifth week so i've done 25 well, 24 because I had one day that I had tech problems. So I've done 24 shows. And I think out of that, I've only had two that I had no callers. So I hit my quota. I had a caller. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Speaking of coaching calls, I was doing one the other day. I was doing one last night. And just so you guys know, it, I have some flexibility. I have time listed on the site. If those times really don't work for you, let me know and we could try to work work something out. Um, it's a little bit harder cause I have to move things around or like last night I ended up staying up late, but in that conversation, one of the things that was kind of interesting and I, and I don't generally do it this way, but to try to speed things along, to, not to speed things along, but to try to hit the points when the person would, would say, okay, this is my situation. And I'm like, okay, so you're probably feeling like this. And they're like, yeah, spot on. I'm like, okay. And then it's like, well, this is what's going on with the kids. Okay. Your kids are probably doing this and this exactly, you know, and your ex is probably, you know, I mean, it's like our, our stories are so freaking similar. And just to be clear on this one, I was talking with a mom and I'm, I'm listening to her story and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, we have the same story. So the the only difference is is in, in that person's story the ex is not fifty fifty in the picture, but everything else is the same. The Groundhog Day is the same. the The stupidity is the same. the The kids not uh, you know won't you know being super protective of the other parent is the same, but not you know not uh, not even thinking twice that hey if I come in and go right in mommy or daddy's eye you know they don't even think about because they're kids they don't think about that right they're just they're just scrambling to get just the tiniest of attention from the other parent which actually rolls back to the um the beginning topic of this sorry i was looking at the call screening thing at the beginning topic of this about give your kids the the time and attention 
so they're not starved for it. Please, I mean, I God, I hope nobody out there is like, oh, well, if I just start treating my kids like crap and making it hard for them, they'll be nicer to me because they'll be scared. No, it's better off if we're in a situation. And that's what I was talking to this person because the person in their situation, they were sharing more with what was going on with um, in the other household. And mine, my kids wouldn't. I mean, they were freaked out. If the youngest would and the other two who were older who had figured out that, oh my God, don't talk, you know, however they'd been conditioned, Literally, if they were in the car, all three of them were in the car in the back seat in the truck, and uh, they said some, or the youngest would say something like, "Oh, so and so came over. Or, oh, we did this." Literally, the other kids would whack her and tell her to shut up. That's what I was dealing with. So, anyways, good times. All right, I am going to go to this next caller. It says, "Absolute thinking really works," and I'm going to pull you on right now. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. This is Will again. How you doing, sir? Hey, Will. How you doing, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. I just wanted to call real quick and, and tell you that you really, like, really, really <laughs> helped me uh, yesterday with your absolute thinking. Um, you know, we have the kids going back to school and they're getting uh, laptops and everything. So we had a device pickup time scheduled now for this particular instance. Uh my oldest daughter had to be there with me, um, you know, and so the school sends out the, the list, the sign-up list, you know, so, okay, I'm going through and I'm looking, I'm looking, and I see their mom's name, you know, scheduled for Monday, but I have the kids this week, so obviously I would be the one to pick them up, whatever. So I continue to scroll down. I find my time on Thursday. Put in there, okay, good. Pack up the kids. We go down, pick up the uh, the computer and everything, and as we're pulling into the parking lot, she's leaving the parking lot. You know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm not even sure what that's about, but here we are. You right. know, and then we're waiting in the line and everything, and then she circles back around and gets out. Oh, hey, oh, you know, and oh, yeah. tells the kids. No. Oh well, I was supposed to pick the, or I was going to pick up the computer, but I had to, or you guys had to be with me, and da 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 da. Oh, hey, mommy, da da da. You know, it just drove me crazy. Like, why is she here? She was like at this specific time. She would have had to have looked at the schedule, saw the time that oh, I was course. taking the kids there, and then planned to be there at that time. You know, I'm like exactly. For someone who, this goes back to a previous comment that I made, like for someone who wanted to get rid of me to end the whole thing, she finds creative ways to seem to be where I am or to, you know, purposely like, like piss me off or, or try to piss me off or whatever. I'm like, I don't understand it. You know, you know uh, what, Will? Got back home later. Well, no, okay, yeah. go ahead. If you're going to let, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead and finish. I was just going to say, then I got back home and was kind of fuming and everything. And when I do that, I tend to go straight to your channel. Like, there's got to be a video here. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely thinking. And so I watched that video. I was like, yes, okay, like, she's crazy. Like, there's obviously something wrong, like, in her brain. So, that has to be what it is, and that really sunk in and allowed me to cool down. Awesome. No, that's that's good. And I, what I was going to say is, is that you know when you were saying why is she doing this, this call right now, mm-hmm. this conversation is why she's doing it because she wants you to be thinking about her and she wants you, her in your head. 
That's that's what this is about. It's it's and it and it you know it's it's just like hey you better remember me. You know you don't you think you're gonna and it's not even that I don't even know if they really think of it that consciously, but that's it. It's to have that connection and have that reaction just to just to know because I'm sure she could see that you were not super thrilled in the corner of her eye. She could see that you're like, oh, seriously, you know, it's like, come on. We're talking about a couple hours. I mean, can't can't you just leave us the hell alone so I can just have this little bit of time and do this with the kids without making an issue? It's so that you think about her. And, And the reason I wanted to say that, because the key point about that is if you can if you can get that thought in your head and when she's doing it and you know She's doing this to make me mad and to make me think about her for the next three days. It might help you say, I'm not doing it. You know, now what you might do, which is what I do now is when I, when I'm around my ex, I mean, I, I, I don't fake being overly happy. I kind of try to, you know, maintain that, 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 that standoffish presence so that she kind of feels it, but not to the point where it's, that's really confrontational, just kind of very subtle. Because I'm like, if she thinks she's winning, then she leaves me the hell alone, right? So, but but what I my hope is is that you can get to the point where you you look at it, you kind of roll your eyes in the back of your head, you have that experience, you just let them do whatever, and you're like, oh man, guys, that's great that you and you may have said this, but you know, man, that's great that you guys got to see your mom today. That's super awesome. Too bad she couldn't get it, but hey, let's go get it. You know, just kind of brush it off, but and literally be able to like just be able to click it off, do like that black hole thinking thing where you just say, okay. You know, you know why she's doing it. Someone else even said because she's crazy. You said that too, but um, <laughs> and then just be able to kind of move on with your day. But 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 to get you to be thinking about it for a few, you know, for would you, was that yesterday or early this week that you said that happened? Was that, that was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so now you're thinking about it. You know, so now now today it's still it's still irritating you, right? And they're masters at that. I mean, yeah. there are things even now. I mean, I'm nine years, you know, I think nine years into this. There are things, not so much that the ex does to me, but more with the kids where I'm just like, seriously, come on. Why? I mean, can't you just, can't you just pretend to be a caring parent and not just, you know, drop these bombs in our kids' laps? But, you know, I mean, even then it's like, so, but now for me though, it's like, I'll have those thoughts and it's like, other than the fact I'm talking about it right now, but I mean, it's like, there's not an emotional connection. It's not like I'm still irritated about it. I'm like, just whatever. And I just, it's like, okay, I'll have that visceral reaction where in the past that visceral reaction would have lasted for a week, you know? And when I started to realize that all of her shenanigans were initially to just try to get, um, you know, just to make sure that I was, was thinking about her. I don't think that's her motivation now. I just think she doesn't care. And she only thinks about herself and she does these crappy things to the kids because of that. But, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if that was helpful for you or not, but I just wanted to throw that out there because it might, it might help you to think about that going forward. Yeah, it was very helpful. Um, Dwayne, uh, thank you very much. Definitely something to, to keep in my mind while, while dealing with this. Thank you. I appreciate your, your advice, sir. Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. You know, and I, and I get where he's at because my ex used to do stupid stuff like that. I mean, there would be, I remember early on the kids would come over. It's like, Oh, I need my book. I'm like, Oh dear God. You know, I mean, I only get to see you for a few, this is back in the early part of it. Whenever it was just a couple of days, you know, I was like the every other, you know, weekend before we got permanent orders, which took, you know, a few months. And, uh, and I'm like, come on, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't get to, it's like, can't you just come in the house? I got 
you know, two, two freaking days. Can't we just have some time to where, you know, I mean, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking your mom's are, you're already seeing your mom 70, 75% of the time, maybe it was 70% of the time. And actually, I think it once we finally went to court on temporary, it was like 70, 30. And I'm just like, come on. You know, I remember at one point it's like, um, they forgot a book. It's like, Hey, wow. I almost said her name. Hey X, uh, you know, the so-and-so needs, needs a book. Okay. I'll bring it over. And I'm like, Hey, well, we just left. Just, uh, put it at the front door. I won't do that. Well, put it in the mailbox. That's a federal crime to put it in a mailbox. I'm like, are you, I'm like, seriously? No, I will only do it if they are there and I can hand it to them. So I know it's secure. Oh God, you know, just playing those type of games. And I wish that I wasn't, I wish that I wasn't thinking that way because see, the problem is when you get in that mode, and I got to wrap this up, when you get into that mode, your, your, your presence is, is known, right? I mean, what I should have done back then is like, yeah, sure. We'll be back in a couple hours. We're going into town to go grocery shopping or whatever the heck it was we were doing. Um, I'll, I'll text you when we're back. And when they came over and she pulls up into the driveway and the kids, you know, run out there, mommy, 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 and, and stay out there for 15 minutes, hugging and hug, you know, like, Oh, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. You know, um, just said, okay. And be like, you know, and just made, made it a non-issue. And then when they finally came back in the house, you know, 15 minutes later, and this is the crap, crap that would happen. I mean, it would drive me insane. I should have just been like, I should have had the same thought I have now where it's like my relationship with the kids is strong. You know, she's a demon, whatever. And, uh, not made an issue of it because the, the kids get hyper-focused on seeing that. And they're like, Oh, daddy hates mommy. And it just, it just creates problems. You know, it's it, but it's so, it goes back to that common sense thing. Now I see it. Now it's, it's like common sense for me to look at that and to be able to, to analyze what I did wrong, what I did right, uh, mostly what I did wrong to finally figure out how to do things better. And it's like, okay, I mean, I can see how you do different things and, and how it plays out. The problem is at the beginning of this, you don't know. You don't know what's going to work. You, you see this active or subversive parental alienation. It's more subversive because it's, it's very rarely is it, you know, your dad's a piece of crap. It's more very like, oh, you know, your dad's a great guy, but, but you know, it's too bad that he's a piece of crap, right? <laughs> so anyways, oh my gosh, 6.59. We are running out of time. The show is about over. I do see that I uh, got a new channel member to iTumblers is a level two. So I'll have to add you on the list and I'm getting ready to start up here in a moment. Thank you so very much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks. I mean, like, hopefully I didn't miss any super chats. I don't think there was any, so I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Um, I know I miss a lot of comments. Hopefully if there's any questions that I missed, uh, the moderator can, uh, copy those and we'll hit those on, uh, on Monday, I think Monday, Monday's a holiday. So I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work, but right now, as it stands right now, today at this moment, I intend to be here live at 6 a.m. on Monday. All right, guys, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you on Monday.